0: Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Civil Discord. I am one of your hosts, Maurice, and with me, as always, across the lovely zooms of the Earth, is Amanda. Amanda, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you? How was your fourth?
0: I'm doing. I'm. I'm doing fabulous. You know, celebrating the birthday of America. Even though I, I guess people from our last episode have uh, have kind of thought that I hate America and so forth, and and, and, and I'm sorry I just hit my microphone, but I wanted to spell a few things before we move on because I got some feedback or whatnot. I do not hate Juneteenth. (laughs) I celebrate Juneteenth. I celebrate the emancipation of Black people. I celebrate all those things. I just feel like it was built on a falsehood. That is all that I'm saying. I just hate Abraham Lincoln. Again, I stated my bias. I got some bias in there and I'm free to admit that I do. So, but I still celebrate Juneteenth. I celebrate 4th of July, spent it with my wife. Our wedding anniversary is the third. So our anniversary is the third. America's anniversary is the fourth. And we get to celebrate those, those together. So no complaints. My dog was okay during the fireworks. For some reason, he's great. He's great during fireworks. He doesn't need like a vest or anything like that. He hears them pop off. He'll just kind of look up and just lay back down. Like he's, I mean, like he's good. He's like, okay, whatever, I don't know what that is. And we don't live in the hood or anything like that. So it's not like he's used to hearing gunshots. Yeah. So he's, he is one of the few dogs that can be okay around fireworks and, and not freak out. He doesn't need a thunder buddy or anything like that. So how was your fourth?
1: It was great. I was thinking there's the dogs in my apartment who will bark at literally everything else. If you blink, you the dog bar. There's a there's a bunch of them and then they hear the one barking and they get barking FOMO and so then the other one starts barking. Yep. For whatever reason they were fine with the fireworks. They were like, this is normal. This is normal. Um, but you no, know, it was wonderful. Uh, we were talking a little bit uh, before the show. So um I I do love Hamilton, but my first love in terms of founders uh art uh and musicals related thereto uh, was 1776. Um, if viewers who, or listeners who grew up being viewers of, of Boy Meets World, uh, remember Feeney? William Daniels, the guy who plays Feeney, uh, is a very, very young uh, John Adams, and he's got a great voice. And so every 4th of July, I either watch or listen to the soundtrack of 1776. And it's it's fantastic. It's lovely. There's a one of the ending songs, which is a solo that William Daniels as John Adams does. It's called It's Anybody There. And uh, it's really lovely. It's one of those things that no matter where you are politically, I think it's a wonderful song it's all about does anyone see what i see does anyone care about these values does he anyone... so i think i think it's lovely
0: awesome awesome i will add that to my soundtrack as mm-hmm. far as things go because i love i love the hamilton soundtrack it i do great. even though i'm not a big fan of alexander hamilton as founding father yeah. i love the soundtrack it's an awesome soundtrack and i'm like okay yeah you know and of course again i like juneteenth i like seeing black people do great things in hamilton being the cast that it is, I mean, it's awesome. It is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful yeah. thing, or whatnot. And so, and I actually got into a discussion about my views as far as wanting to see black people succeed uh, yesterday on Fourth of July, and how I, they, somebody felt that like that was racist, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry that I like to see people who look like me doing great things because it's not common. So, uh-huh. I mean, I just, they, they, it was one of those like. You know, the the whole black lives matter versus all lives matter type of thing. And if I were to say that I like seeing white people be successful, then that's racist. And so and and I'm like, I get your point, but we're you're not operating in the same you're not operating in real America if you think right. that 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 those two things are equal. Like it's it's not. It really isn't, which is fine. And that's a discussion for another for, for another podcast. Perfectly fine. Um I like seeing people be successful, whatever race or creed or color, whatever they are, anybody who's successful in my book is successful. And I thoroughly enjoy that. Um, I don't think Joe Biden enjoys people being successful and people having their own things, but he's done a whole lot of things over the past um, two or three weeks, said a lot of things that have kind of put his, I think put his foot in his mouth. He's he's done a lot of whispering because he wrote the bill. I don't, I thought that was so weird. I we should we should pull that video up too of Joe Biden. It's just he's just talking about like climate change and talking about how he wrote bills and whispering into a microphone, like that just does something. I'm like, uh
1: okay. Like oh, it's just just whisper is weird and creepy. I and I I don't do it as well as as some other as some other podcasts. Because I don't know if it's Matt Welch, not Matt Walsh, very different, but Matt Welch I, or someone has an impression come on man it's just it's just a little whispering man i it's just 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 listen to the whispering it's fine it's gonna be okay it, like, it's like so creepy it's so creepy
0: it is creepy it is i mean and joe biden he's a creepy guy he i mean just his whole demeanor just how he acts like is just very mm, i would i don't want him around my kids i don't want him around my wife like <laughs> he's not, he's, he's that, he's that weird uncle that yeah. you don't invite over because you're afraid of how he's going to act around other people. He's going to make your family look weird. Like that's yeah. who Joe Biden is in his current state. He may not yeah. have, he may not have always been that way. I mean, I would have never invited him over to my barbecues for 4th of July or anything like that. Um, but it's partly because of the things that he's done in the past. But I will say he like, even today, like he's just so I mean sniffing people bite I mean bite his wife's finger that's okay I mean I, I I bite my significant other's finger every every now and again as a joke too like it's funny like that I'll give him a pass on that but just like the how he just just a, like that's just just creepy it's just creepy but let's pe- people call him sleepy joe I'll call him creepy joe let's hear what creepy joe has to say about um taking on the government and so forth so um I'm gonna play this. Let me know if you can hear it. Hopefully, you can hear it because I'm sharing my, my, my sound. So let, let's see if this works.
1: I can't
0: hear. Oh, you know why? Probably because I'm not sharing audio. my audio. That's why that's probably why. Share the audio. I thought
1: he was whispering, honestly. I thought I
0: was... <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. Let's see. Let me here we go. Okay. Now let's try this. Try this one more
1: time. The Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of li- the the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're gonna have to move against the government. While well, the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots, what's happened is that they're, Never been. If you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. The second.
0: OK, so. A
1: lot in there. That is, there, you can start, but there's <laughs> a lot in there.
0: There there's quite a bit in there. Um especially when he starts off with the second amendment has always limited the amount of firearms or whatever you could own. Um, That is a historical and factually incorrect. You want to know how we know. So if you read the anti-federalist papers and the feathers papers, like uh, so like some of them wanted actually wanted some, some sort of gun control or whatnot, which we'll discuss here in a minute, but um, they knew they they were literally fighting a war. They literally just finished fighting a war and had the same exact weapons that the government that they thought was tyrannical, they had the same exact weapons, they had cannons. Joe Biden, I'm not sure if you know this, civilians in 1776 were allowed to own cannons. And they did. They did. How do you (laughs) think they fought another military? They owned cannons. Everything, I I, I I watched something the other day and it literally talks about, because everybody says, well, it's only muskets. It's like, no, if you think that only muskets were, were, were if you think muskets were the only firearms in 1776, you do not know anything about the history of firearms. There were plenty, they had plenty of like, automatic weapons machine guns little guns that that I mean, they weren't little but they they literally looked like circles and they had one one barrel and they look like a big revolvers that had like probably like like 60 or 70 rounds of ammunition in them that they were allowed to own because everybody else had them like these were common things cannons were common people had them of course you had to have money to have these things but Nonetheless, the Second Amendment from the get go did nothing to restrict people's right to own firearms. It let them know that, hey, the government should not infringe on the people's right to own firearms. For some people, people for some reason, people forget that, you know, the it's it's um a net a militia necessary for a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Like I I, I don't there's a comma in there if you want to get into grammar and why things were written the way they were. Like, there's a reason it's formatted in the sentence that it is. Like, it is, I don't know, but that's part one of the bogusness that he is that he has laid out in here. What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, no, so that was one. Secondly, uh, the tree of liberty is watered by the blood of patriots. Uh, that, I mean, that if you want to start quoting, but that quote has no place in there. But if you really want to get technical, the quote is that the, you are actually water. Yeah, that's 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 the quote. It is watered, not it isn't watered. Um, the trees need water, I guess blood. It's a weird quote. I wouldn't use it. I don't really think it has a place that, that's the quote. It is watered by the blood patient. Uh, fortunately, that's not in the constitution. However, what is in the constitution? We got a couple, uh, amendments um the bill of rights so nine and ten okay i've got this here the enumeration in the constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people amendment 10 the powers not delegated to the united states by the constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. All right, so what this means is that if there is no power delegated by the constitution that says, oh, and by the way, the US government can tell you what sort of rights, what sort of firearms you can own, which by the way, there's nothing in the constitution that says the US government can tell you what firearms to own. Then amendments nine and 10 say that is delegated that is reserved to the states and the people to determine what firearms you can and can't own or in fact it's not even firearms it's arms so again these these ninth and tenth amendments i love these amendments and nobody pays attention to them anymore because they assume that if something is not in the constitution then it must mean that it's not allowed and Amendment 10 says, no, that, that's actually backwards. Yep. You, you, what you're thinking, that's backwards. That's the backwards version of what we said. Definitely. The 9th and 10th, they're so good. They're so good. It's phenomenal. Yeah.
0: They're, they're phenomenal. And even though I'm not a big Constitution guy, because I feel like the Constitution is what got us here in the first place, is why we are where we are. But the, but even, even, even if that's the case, the 9th and 10th Amendment literally say we have a thing called the 10th Amendment Center. And it literally talks about how, the states need to go back and take and take back what they're supposed to be doing. Like I and, and I 100 percent am for that. Now, I'm not OK with with states infringing on people to say, hey, what what you know what what you can and cannot own. I don't like that. Um, but nonetheless, like that's a hey, hey, you know, if, if one state wants to say, hey, we want to socialize health care and we want to do these things, let that state do it. Um, they're free to do those things. And that, that's why I, I partly why I, I'm so for free markets, because you can do whatever you want to do. Like if you want to go and try socialism or communism or, or crony capitalism or capitalism or free market capitalism, like whatever you want to do, you're free to do all those things in a free society. Now, if 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 you're to do the opposite, if you want to do it, you can't do that in a socialist socialist society. You can't do that in a communist society. But again, I digress. We're not talking about that. But I will say, Joe Biden did say one thing that is correct. He did say one thing that's correct. And um, and as uh, as as far as as far as governments have always restricted the rights of people to to own firearms in that sense. They always have. They always have. Now, if we really want to get down to the nitty and gritty of it, it's never been a good thing. It's never been a good thing. And and so, if you go back to Jamestown, which is 1607, 1609, somewhere around there, I'm not sure. So, the settlement of Jamestown, they literally got together and said, Hey, we're going to impose some gun control laws. And you want to know what those gun control laws were? Hey, you cannot give your firearms to a Native American because they're not allowed to own firearms in this area. And if you do give your firearms to them, whether it's for, for self-defense or whether it's for, for you know for, for offensive things, if you do, you're and and we and we we determined that you were guilty, we're hanging you. They literally the the punishment for sharing your firearms with somebody who is not. Part of the colony was death. So, so, in its inception, all gun control laws, everything from from, the, and I firmly believe, from the inception of gun control to how it's to how it's executed today, all gun control laws are racist. I one hundred percent believe that. If you want to look at, they have Saturday night specials where where they they the. The cities would want to say, oh, well, we want to protect the community because these guns aren't safe. These guns aren't made well. These guns, um, they're, they're not accurate. They have all these things. A lot of what people use today, but they'll say, oh, well, we have to do these in these areas because these are the areas where high where we have high gang violence. And these are the areas and mostly they were areas of what? Areas where people who were not white like, I mean, if, if we're really going to get down to the nitty gritty of it, that that's how gun control laws and how they're enforced today. Most of gun control laws are not enforced in rural areas. I hate to. For those of you who live in cities, most of the time, that's where a lot of your minorities live. They, they don't live out in the suburbs. They don't live out because they don't have the farmlands. They don't have all of these things. They live in cities and that's where most of the gun control laws are enforced and where the police officers are going to enforce it. So from its inception all the way to today, even after the Civil War, they said, oh, we want to make sure that slaves or former slaves don't own firearms because we're afraid of what they're going to do to us because of what we've done to them for the past, you know, 100 years, 200 years. Well, I I would say 100 years as far as America's concerned as a country and so forth. But they literally said Black people are not allowed to own firearms. They they wanted to to diminish slave uprisings and so forth prior to the end of the Civil War, post-Civil War, they wanted to make sure that slaves couldn't, that former slaves couldn't defend themselves because you would have former slave owners running and still trying to enforce slavery in certain states. And if black people couldn't protect themselves, they had no they had no form of defense. So that is one thing that Joe Biden does get correct i don't think he knows what he really means when he says that but that is one thing that he does get correct and i that is a hill that i'm willing to die on that i want everybody to be as armed as they can be um if you want if you so choose if you're afraid of firearms and you don't want those in your home then don't have them in your home i will percent do it but you want but it's always a self-defense I want to make sure that I can uh, that I can protect myself from a tyrannical government that has started to be more and more t- totalitarianism especially this past year
1: you made such a great point I I, I want to go go back to I I will I, I I do actually think that we see examples of suspicion racism today, and I think some of the the three main examples. Actually, I'll I'll throw in a fourth. A fourth is market access Um, regulations that preclude uh, minorities, especially, from being able to access, you know, trading um, and and you know trading with certain leverage, things like that. But three major examples of of racist laws. Uh, and racist institutions are public education or limitation in school choice, which just disproportionately affects minorities. If you eliminate the education achievement gap, you eliminate the racial achievement gap. Uh, And drugs, drug laws, as well as finally gun laws as you were just mentioning, these laws were passed to keep guns out of bad neighborhoods. What were the bad neighborhoods? They were redlined areas where minorities tended to live. Um and, and so, you know, when, when you see quotes by certain LA Times journalists and the like that say, oh, let's let's change the definition of a bad neighborhood by showing, you know, the the number of guns owned within a well, she's like 50 mile radius. I think that was a typo because I'm like 50 mile radius, really? So let's say five mile radius. Is that a 50 mile radius is not a neighborhood, sweetheart. That's, and I, I realized that I just called a woman who's probably older than me, sweetheart. But I, that's, I'm, I'm a misogynist, it's okay. Welcome
0: well, to the <laughs> South, that's how we roll.
1: <laughs> All right, sweetheart. So no, but okay, let's, let's do five, five miles. I think that honestly, especially in Los Angeles, uh, there'd be a lot more guns owned in poorer neighborhoods and a lot fewer guns owned in wealthy neighborhoods. So that wouldn't change the definition of a bad neighborhood. It would in fact make things worse in terms of racial tensions and racial profiling. And I'm kind of against that. Um, Joe Biden also said something toward the toward the very end, which sometimes I like to play a game uh, and the game is called, let's pretend Donald Trump said this. Uh, and that has to do with the the, the the reference to if you want to take on the U.S. government, you're going to need all of these military grade weapons, which, OK, yeah, that's true. We've actually seen that happen um, and people have lost. So the government won. But let's pretend Donald Trump said that the headlines would all be Donald Trump threatens to use military weapons against own citizens, against U.S. citizens.
0: Yep. Exactly. And and w- w- when I hear that, I'm like, I'm like, man, like if Donald Trump said that, yeah, we'd be in a, we, the media would be up in a frenzy. But then I, I, I turn them on. I'm like, so what was January 6th? Like, was that a coup? Like, was that an insurrection? Like, was the government really scared? Because nobody was armed in that. But now all of a sudden, if you want to take on the government, you're going to need F-15s and nukes. I'm pretty sure they didn't have F-15s and nukes on January 6th. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that I've i, I still yet to find anybody who was fully armed and ready to take on the government and these these bombs that they were talking about. I'm, I've still yet to to read all of these things kind of coming out. And when in January 6th, all they did was they stormed the Capitol and kicked their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk and went into the Senate chambers. And, you know, what? The and the only person who used firearms in that were the police officers. And the only people who died in that was one was one of the stormers of the Capitol or whatnot. She was the only casualty from that. And so there were
1: a couple officers that might have been casualties though. We don't, but we don't
0: exactly know. Those 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 casual one was from like a stroke um, that that died like a few days later. And the other one was they, they were all like post post things like so you could you could I guess you could you could connect the dots of hey because of this, maybe this, maybe there's a correlation there or whatnot, but you but 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 we can't say this was a definite cause of whatever whatever ended their life whether it was a stroke or or because i remember they, they had one report of a guy getting hit in the head with a fire extinguisher and when um when they did the autopsy they, they were like no he's got no abrasions to his head. like there's no blunt force trauma to his head like there was nothing none of that was there and so the media just messed all that up but nonetheless like i've I always look at things like if that was an insurrection and it scared you guys and it was a threat to our, to our democracy and there weren't any firearms there i i mean imagine if everybody had nine millimeters how much more scared you guys would be you know like it's 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 this thing of they want to have their cake and eat it too and call this an armed insurrection and nobody was armed and that was a threat to the u.s government but they weren't armed but now But now, if you're taking on the U.S. government, you need F-15s and nukes. Not to mention, who's nuking us? Why? Why (laughs) would you want to
1: nuke your own people? Joe Biden's gonna nuke radical anarchist. Who's got like? Do you understand how a nuke works? It's not. It's not a targeted strike.
0: (laughs) You're literally taking out. I mean, you're taking out hundreds of square miles of people off of one thing like this is not some some like missile drone thing that you're currently doing in syria and iran like that's not that's not how this works noops have a lot more have a lot more collateral damage or whatnot but i just i just get so confused because they call ar-15s weapons of war they do i don't know what exact war ar-15s have been fought in Hence, they've they're never been used for any war. Um, those are M16s and so forth. But the, I'm not going to argue semantics over people who who want to who restrict more of gun rights. I won't argue that. But I will say, if weapons, if AR-15s are weapons of war and they're so bad, then why are you scared when people say we want to use them against the U.S. government? But then you say, oh, well, those won't work against the US government because you don't have F-15s or nukes. Like you're you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. That logic does not compute. If yeah. it's so dangerous, then okay, then it is then it will be efficiently used against US government. But and if I mean, it's but if it's not, then what's the point? Like, like come on now. Come on. Come on, people.
1: Come on, man. Come I, on, man.
0: Man, yeah. I need that. I need those Joe Biden just insert, I, insert it right here.
1: I guess the charitable argument for that would be they're not afraid of the AR-15s, uh, you know, destroying the U.S. government. They're afraid of it, you know, destroying civilians. They're afraid of, you know, people engaging in um, just, you know, your run-of-the-mill everyday murders, not your armed insurrections with with an AR-15. Um, in any case, though, it is a little bit. There's some duplicity going on there. Um, Always. Yeah. And where where is Joe Biden using these uh, these weapons of war? By the way, is oh there, yeah. Is recently.
0: His his lovely his lovely um he he's not dropping nukes on anybody so don't don't worry yeah. about that he's not dropping nukes he's just dropping dropping drone drone strikes in um in Iran and or I'm sorry in Iraq and Syria, uh which is, quite, quite um intriguing seems how he wants to tell people that they can own firearms in the U.S. while he's dropping bombs on other people of color in the in 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 the Middle East like all of these things just just don't make sense to me because I mean and probably probably because he's a politician I mean let's be real I mean that's that's kind of what happens but if you don't believe me this is a, uh, an article from Newsweek, um, and this happened, this article came out late June, so June 27th, but just one day before Israel's new president was, was scheduled to visit the U.S., President Joe Biden at the White House, the U.S. went under the cloak of darkness to carry out three airstrikes on Iranian targets positioned along the border between Syria and Iraq. Two of the strikes happened inside the Syrian border while the other was in Iraq. The Pentagon Pentagon released a statement Sunday explaining why, at President Biden's discretion. Uh, I mean, so so we know that President one nobody authorizes military a, a military strike unless you are the president because you are the commander in chief. So if anybody wants to say, well, that that's the Pentagon doing things, it's not the president. Sorry, it is at pen, at President Biden's discretion. U.S. military forces earlier this evening conducted. Defensive precision airstrikes against facilities used by Iran-backed militia groups in the Iraqi, uh, uh, I'm sorry, in the Iraq-Syrian border region. Um, The targets were selected because these facilities are utilized by Iran-backed militias that are engaged in unmanned aerial vehicles or UAVs, for those of you who, uh, who don't play Call of Duty attacks against the u.s personnel and facilities in iraq specifically the u.s strikes targeted operational and weapon storage facilities at two locations in syria and one locations in iraq both of which lie close to the border between those countries several iran-backed militia groups including um hezbollah i don't know how to pronounce the first one and then
1: uh yeah we get it so used
0: facilities so We'll, we'll just we'll just call them, quote unquote, terrorist groups or whatnot that the U.S. has deemed terrorists. Um So, I mean, it's and, and, and then the article just kind of shows pictures um, and so forth. So uh, they're they're out here bombing folks um, left and right, honestly. And, and this is this is was on June. And I want to say that the U.S. military has bombed countries every single month up until July, like. And we're only five days into July. So I know I'm breaking the fourth wall and dating this pod, this, this, this actual episode, but we're five days into July. And so we have yet to bomb somebody so far to my knowledge. Um, we could have done something heck we, in, 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 in commemoration of America's birthday. We could have bombed somebody yesterday, um, but I don't know. Cause that is kind of what we do nowadays. We just bomb people left and right, um, but it's defensive. So it's okay. We're, you know, we we, we're attacking them because they attacked us you know like that's how I guess that's how this works it's not war it's just a defensive strategy you know
1: this is where so you got in trouble I guess last week for your for your Juneteenth hate and now I am I am going I'm gonna get in trouble um for for being the you know the little comparative comparative hawk because I don't think I would be considered a hawk in any, I I feel like Bill Kristol would just frown very disappointedly if I were to state my views, but I'm definitely a hawk as far as libertarians are concerned. uh, And I'm aware of that and I own that. I do think it's worth noting that these were targeted strikes uh, and that these were these were strikes not on cities. You know, this was not some shock and awe where you're just dropping, you're, you're, you're bombing an entire city and you're bombing civilians. These were targeted strikes. Um, secondly, uh, Iran, does have several proxy groups um, in in different countries. Um, Hezbollah is one of them, Hamas is another one of them. I've gone off on Hamas before. Um, this This is not rare for Iran to do, particularly with its economy being so spent right now and with Iran being underwater. Really, the way that it's able to exercise power is by making Either agreements with other other great power competitors like Russia and China, and or funding other military groups in the region that are maybe arms or te- you know technically on paper are related to other countries like Iraq, uh, like areas like Palestine, um, and you know so I I do consider some of these groups certainly they're bad actors certainly their interests are against the interests of the U.S. And certainly their interests are against the interests of U.S. allies and statedly so. You know, Iran has just uh, upped its uranium enrichment capacity from like 3% and change to 60%, you get to 90%, you effectively can make a bomb. One of those wonderful nuclear bombs that you can use against a U.S. citizen if you're so inclined, if they have too many guns. Um, You know, so that's not to say I'm totally fine uh, with I, it's I don't, I don't know quite enough about the reason for these strikes. I am very curious about um, why Newsweek uh, was was so intent to make the lead of, of that story just before Israel visited like, okay, dude, thanks for putting that in there is, is what what connection are you trying to have us make and right in case you're wondering yeah iran and israel are not the presidents of one another's fan clubs um that's putting it mildly so i enjoyed that little that little salvo personally <laughs> right, uh, that's, right. that's that's me slightly more hawkish but bill crystal is still angry uh view on, of the situation
0: no and and i i when, when when i have these discussions with people like i i get the the emotion of of like and, and I'm not saying that this is entirely where you're coming from, but but I, I get this all the time because I'm I'm like vehemently against any sort of bombing of anything um, if we shouldn't be there in the first place. Like, right. and 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 that's my view in all this. Like, why are we even over there? Um, if if we're over there because, and, and I mean, and I'm I'm not trying to get down to the nitty gritty of how war works and, and what's outlined in the Constitution. As far as how war should 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 proceed or whatnot, even though that this is one hundred percent outside of that scope, yeah. Um I I just like I don't understand why the United States is over there. These are our these were countries that were, um, and in, and in, in the 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 best way to say in in horrible shape prior to us going over there, and we have just made their horrible state even that much more worse and and i i think a lot of times us as americans we tend to think that a lot of these countries in the middle east are kind of built like built like us where it's 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 one it's 50 different areas and they're all kind of coming together and the federal government just kind of oversees everything and you know we're, we're all considered americans and 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 this that the other. that's not how these 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 countries operate they're they're tribalism to a T, like they they don't call themselves Iranians. They don't call themselves like Iraqis, like like that. We call them that because they live in those countries. They themselves will, they don't associate with with those things. They associate with whatever specific tribe or region that they're a part of, and then and then kind of move out that way. And so a, a lot of times I feel like we've been we have this view of well this country is trying to attack us, and it's just like. Mm, There are there are people within the country, yes, but the country as a whole is like their their government is not as central or as uniform as ours is. And so we we tend to give them a lot more credit than 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 what they actually have. And so and, and I always go back to it. Why are we over there? Like I just why why are my tax dollars? Why is the U.S. military bombing specific areas? For for what? Like, what was the reason? So, hey, you know, this group, they had weapons. OK, weapons for what? Like so because I now have weapons, you're going to come and bomb me. You know, I mean, yeah, I've already. Them. Exactly. You know, we're going to nuke you. You need an F-15. Like so it's it's always in just their wording is always it always kind of throws me off, too. It's just like, you know, I ran back militia groups like they always want to throw in militia groups, this, 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 because. When when you hear those terms, you think like, OK, terrorist, OK, somebody who does not necessarily support the things that I want in, in life and they're aggressive and they're they're um, bloodthirsty or whatever you want to, whatever you want to say, and you paint these people in a certain certain way. And I'm not defending any of these groups by any means at all. They operate, they uh, uh, the, these are very much extremists that will do anything to, to have their way within their area. Um, But I feel like at some point the U.S. has got to understand that they have some culpability in radicalizing these people and truly understanding that we we're our hands are not. And I'm not a blame America first, but our hands are not clean in any of this situation at all. And if we continue to bomb people and bomb people and or bomb areas that um, that that may cause some civilian damage or whatnot. Um, and let's say that there, there since the war in Iraq and since Afghanistan, there have been hundreds of thousands of civilian casualties. Like it's not it's not anything that's that's that, that's on a small scale. Like we're talking, I want to say it's close, like three, four hundred thousand civilians have died because of our actions over there, whether it's drone strikes, whether it's, you know, man, you know, you know, Uh, We have teams going in there somewhere and accidentally, you know, getting somebody getting caught in the crossfires and so forth. Like these things happen. And so at some point we as as the United States have to look back and say, okay, Is this going to be efficient and and not the government will never do this, the government will never do this. We as people have to say, like, okay, am I supporting the country that is going to continue to do these things um, and harm people who are innocent? I'm not saying everybody's innocent or whatnot, but I would much rather. I, 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 this is not Minority Report. I can't predict when somebody's going to do something bad to me, or when somebody's not going to, or, or this or that or the other. Like we have to tone it down. Can't be bombing bombing people left and right, and bombing country after country after country, and creating more civil unrest in these countries because, in the long run, they they don't benefit us at all at all you do nothing but radicalize more people who it's one of those things like like in vietnam you know what, what did the guy say like every time you, you you shoot one i think four more rise up in their place that's literally what happens over there in the middle east and we've we've got to figure out like how this stuff is going to work donald trump didn't start a new wars he was still bombing folks though still bombing people left and right just like just like his predecessor before him, just like his predecessor before him and so on and so on and so on. I want to say i probably back to Reagan. Like everybody's been bombing everybody. and I mean, it's nothing new. I, I don't think that I'm going to change anybody's mind on it. Um, I'm definitely not changing Joe Biden's mind um, because they they get I mean, our, our military budget is astronomical over the years and, and whatnot. So but stop bombing people. That's all I want to say. Just stop bombing people.
1: Stop and we, we don't know. Everyone just needs a good dad in the room, right? I'm just I don't care who started it. Um, But, uh, you know, we we don't know if there was intelligence that was that said, oh, they're they're ramping up something or they're preparing a strike against one of our allies or so on. And so are there maybe they're preparing a strike against their own people, because as you pointed out, Mm -hmm. it's not really as though, oh, these militia groups are loyal to the people of the country. It's not like that at all. Um, And I I do think there is a time and a place for targeted strikes I think we need to evaluate what the time and the place is for a targeted strike. And you mentioned the military budget. Um, This is something that continues to baffle me. I know we're spending money on cyber, but I would would love to see a lot more of our military budget delegated to cyber defense and targeted cyber offense, because that is gonna be the next frontier. In some ways, that's a really good thing, because usually when you have cyber warfare, there's less attrition. Um, In some ways that's, you know, not as good of a thing because cyber attacks are usually easier to encrypt than on the ground invasions. This is something that, you know, there needs to be a lot more defense and intelligence being delegated to, you know, a cyber arm as opposed to boots on the ground. And it worries me when I hear a lot of, a lot of military analysts talking about uh, air, you know, you know, airfare, airfare, well, wow. <laughs> air, air warfare, or maritime warfare, and then just nothing on critical infrastructure and, and cyber defense. So um, another point that I was thinking as you were talking is that, you know, we got into this, we got into the, the war in the Middle East, um, kind uh, under false pretenses. Um, we can say that now whether that was intentional or not, these were under false pretenses. And we're still there because insert reason of the day. And we still have to engage in these less effective tactics because insert reason of the day. And it reminds me a lot of the rationale for a lot of the policies that we've seen around COVID. Um, In fact, you and I I think I've said this, I I mean, it's it's really, it's not really a story. It's not really an op-ed. But when you listen to the history of going into Iraq and staying in Iraq, you could replace WMD with something like Delta variant or, and you could replace all of the terrorist language with COVID related language. And you would be shocked with how well it tracks. You wouldn't have to change anything else. So... (laughs) That's, uh, that
0: is a great segue into our into our next topic. Go ahead. Go go ahead. We'll yeah, go straight into it.
1: Yeah. Um, so one of you might have heard. Some people might have heard. Uh, one thing that we did because of the coronavirus was we funded a lot of research and development for vaccinations. And uh, these vaccinations and early trials were shown to be very successful and they wanted an emergency use authorization. Now, one uh, one of the requirements for receiving an EUA is that there can be no other safe and effective treatment that's available. That's the problem, okay? That all of what we're about to talk about next could have been avoided if you just took out that caveat, which doesn't make sense anyway, because having the caveat, there there can be no other safe and effective treatment available that doesn't make the other treatment any safer or more effective. That doesn't make your EUA treatment any better. It just makes it more compelling to keep competitors from becoming visible and receiving money and getting funded, and this is exactly what appears to have happened. With are we? Call, they're calling the Allen Iverson Necton. <laughs> no, yes. I think KML did that. The Good Morning Liberty podcast, morning podcast. Um, yeah, so there is there is a a drug that would be if if one were to use it for COVID. And please don't use this without consulting a doctor. If yes. you have. We're yeah. not
0: medical officials. We're not medical experts in, in in the sense of prescriptions and so forth. So yeah. consult your doctor. They know you better than we know you.
1: I'm I'm training to become a doctor, but it's a different kind of doctor. It's like <laughs> a it's i but I will be a great doctor, like Jill Biden. She'll he's just as good as her. Um but so it's it's dumb to use this without talking to somebody if you even have access to it. Um but there is A a treatment called ivermectin, and it is apparently in these trials very, very effective at preventing acquisition of the coronavirus as well as COVID 19, as well as variants thereof. um, it's it's shown remarkable efficacy in India. It's now being studied in, uh, in the UK, although there are some questions around whether that study is gonna produce beneficial results, partly because people are studying it after people have contracted COVID and what it's really good for, especially is keeping you from tra- uh, contracting COVID. Um, now, again, there's not a whole lot of money to be made from endorsing or issuing ivermectin because it's out of it's out of patent. It's such an old drug, um, and even though it has remarkably low side effects for its use off label, it is it's just it's not profitable. Uh, the only way it could be profitable is if you were essentially to remake a drug, like reverse engineer it, and then add like one extra little thing, like chocolatey goodness, I don't know, some, some <laughs> something cool, um, which is essentially what I think, I don't know if it's Pfizer or no, it's not. It's um, it's not Biox, Merck, one, one, of, one of those one words is, is kind of doing that right now. Mm. Um, but this is a wonderful example of the distinction between cronyism and capitalism libertarians like to talk about this a lot that there's cronyism and there's capitalism and capitalism means a free market capitalism means you get to compete Mm -hmm. cronyism means the government gets to decide who gets to compete. And then there are certain corporations that are very powerful and that are in league with the government. And so they both do one another's job interchangeably. So if for instance, you're funding a particular company or you're invested in a particular company or corporation, that corporation already has a lot of money. So it's got the incumbency advantage. What it can do is then say, hey, Um, I would like for everyone to be using my product, but I really don't want, and I want them to be using it now, I really, really don't want any competitors to come in. So can we make it so that No competitors can come in or have a very difficult time doing so. And that's when you get EUA regulations that make no sense. I don't have a problem with with vaccine companies receiving an emergency use off. What I have a problem with, first of all, I have a problem with no liability. I also have a problem with the, the weird caveat that says we can't have any competitors coming in and if there's another treatment shown to be safe and effective pull the off. well that's anti-competitive in the other direction as why can't you have both of these treatments right um and so that's that's one of my rants for the time I but uh it's it's disturbing especially when you're seeing an uneven distribution I think of of efficacy versus side effects. Mm. This is yeah. the podcast where I really get in trouble. I think this, <laughs> this is my closing salvo. But.
0: This is what shuts us down. This yeah. is what shuts us down. Now, yeah. I, I, I I am curious because, um, the I, I know like back when we first started, um, India was having huge issues with with COVID, the outbreak and and so forth. Um, there are now and I, I i pulled it up um the there are there's a the indian bar association is suing the who um so a, a who chief scientist um because of what they said about this specific drug because india was and uh, according to them india was keeping things under like under wrap and then they they let out a misleading tweet says so like um that that the misleading tweet on May tenth against the use of ivermectin had the effect of the state of Tamil Nadu withdrawing ivermectin from the protocol on May eleventh, and so which is and 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 May is right is kind of right where you start seeing these Indian the cases in India just start to spike and get out of control. It may it happen before that? I now I'm not saying that because they pulled ivermectin off of their um off of their prescribed list to give to people that um that that, that's what caused the cases to rise it's not what i'm saying at all but there may be some sort of correlation there as far as people using this specific drug to help with covid and now all of a sudden you have people at the who Saying like, oh well, no, this is not this is not good, and and it's now become more more political thing, kind of like the hydroxychloroquine chloroquine was. Like you you have now politicized this medicine, as opposed to really trying to better people's lives with all with all this. And I'm curious to 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 to, to hear your thoughts on if you've known about that, or if if you've if, if you've kind of looked into it or, or or whatnot.
1: Have I heard about the lawsuit against? Yeah. W-
0: yeah, the, the lawsuit against the WHO and the fact that, that they pulled ivermectin in India and they're, they're saying that that's what caused all, all, the, all the, the cases to kind of get, what, they, what caused COVID to get out of control in, in that time frame.
1: I actually was not aware of, of, of the suit. I was not aware of, of them pulling ivermectin. I was aware that when there was treatment with ivermectin, we saw case rates drop dramatically. Um, I I did not hear about I mean, and I'm again I'm trying to compare it. I'm trying to compare the counterfactual. I'm trying to think if, you know, if you had someone tweeting out something horrible about the vaccines, right? And then people stop using the vaccines and you saw case rates spike as you might, then there would of course be outcry and outrage. And I think there should, because I, I do believe in right to try. And I believe that there should be competition between a lot of different treatments. And what really gets, gets me going is the fact that this was all about, the, you know, people say regulatory capture, it was both regulatory capture and corporate capture. Um, and I don't understand where our socialists are at because this is a perfect, this is a perfect thing for you to get outraged about socialist friends, my comrades, okay, there was something that there's, it's not profitable at all, but it can help a lot of people. And then there's something that's really, really profitable. And there are people who are making it that have zero liability. And it's, it's helping a lot of people. And then we're also seeing some correlations between some worrying side effects. And there's a complete shutting out of the other the other medication because it's not profitable. Where I thought you were all, I thought their socialist comrades were all about hating the healthcare, that the, the billionaires and the healthcare. I will explain this to you in a Bernie Sanders voice and I will use another example because clearly this is not helpful. All right. So imagine there was a billionaire tech company called zoom and during the pandemic it was seen as very valuable for people to be using zoom and the government subsidized the use of zoom and there was another technology another better another platform that people could have gone to but it was prohibited people were prohibited from using it and zoom started to show some worrying very very worrying uh hacking uh, proclivities and propensities. And this was being covered up and people who were more vulnerable to exposure to hacks were still being counseled to use Zoom, even if for them, they didn't even have business meetings because they were artists and that they didn't need to be a billionaire. They still had to use Zoom. This is what it's like. So I hope that was helpful. Maybe I, I well, was halfway through and I realized I really should have done Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because I do can do her much better, but maybe we'll, we'll save that for next time. Cause no, I, that was
0: great. Yeah. That, that was great. I loved it. I loved every bit of that. Cause I want to say I pay the taxes that I owe like, and I, and I, you do a far better Bernie than I do. Um,
1: I can't do Trump oh, though. That's my one. I, I feel so bad because everyone else can do a really great Trump, but I just can't, I can't get it. I don't know what it is. I
0: I, I think when I see people do, they always do the hands and, yeah. and that just makes it even better. It's like, okay, yeah. just get the hands going, get the hands yeah. going kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, it's, it, this is a great example of, of cronyism versus capitalism and, and the ability. So when people talk about Oh well, monopoly is this, and monopoly is that. That it's 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 interesting because they only talk about it when it benefits them. They don't talk about it when it's something that is actually bad and and would help their points even more. But it it actually it's it's one of those things of like oh well we we're gonna turn an eye to that because we want everybody to get a vaccine, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to understanding like there may be other treatments that are beneficial to people who can't take a vaccine so why don't we why don't we do those things and now it's it's just become this whole thing and 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 i get like when 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 pe- people will say this is capitalism and 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 whatnot and, and i get and i get that um this is nowhere close to a free market however like it's they'll, they'll use this and so people can listen to this podcast and say like that's boom. That's why capitalism doesn't work. Like, see, that's why it's bad because now you have people throwing out vaccines and there's a th- there's a particular there's a potential treatment that's out there that's being shut down by these big businesses and big corporations and so forth. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. Like, I I agree with you. That's bad. Um, it's the best that we've got though.
1: Well, like, it ain't capitalism, that's yeah, not it's not capitalism.
0: right. And and so so I, I've always I, I, I get where people come from with the whole, um, you know, their views on socialism. And I mean, I, I I get where they come from, but I don't because we've seen copy, socialism tried and it, it just doesn't help. It doesn't it doesn't help anybody or anything. Um, but like you said, where are all my socialist friends? Where are you guys? There's big businesses out there. There's Bernie. Bernie, where are you in this? Where are you you, you I'm hate writing big another billion dollar book Like man, you hate big businesses you hate you guys hate big tech you guys hate the Googles and the Amazons of the world or whatnot. Where are you with the, with with these vaccines and saying like hey there's a potential for uh, for other treatments that are out there and now all of a sudden like and now you guys don't care like see th- th- this this is kind of I mean th- this this brings back, back back to something Joe Biden said. When he talked about like black people aren't getting vaccinated because of of because of the t- t- Tuskegee, Tuskegee,
1: yeah,
0: um, and I'm I'm like I'm, and 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 I mean he's kind of right he uses a wrong example what he said it's it's um there were more he 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 said the t- Tuskegee Airmen and I was like no those are actually people that weren't that didn't get tested yeah. with syphilis and whatnot and and then and then he mentioned something about the um. The Hispanics aren't being tested or aren't being vaccinated because they don't want to get deported, which that doesn't make any sense to me. But like people aren't, people don't want to be vaccinated. Like I don't want to be vaccinated, partly because I've already had it and it's not healthy for me to be vaccinated. So there's no, there's no, there's no return on investment. There's no ROI or there's no benefit to me being vaccinated if my body already has antibodies. Like there's no, there's zero benefit and there's more risk, more risk, zero benefit. I'm a risk taker. That's not kind of risk that I'm, that I'm going to take on my life. Um, but people can't get it because of specific health reasons and so forth. And if you're shutting things down, like the the treat, like like how this this could be a possible treatment to help out. Like why not try it? If people are willing to risk that, versus if if you're giving these people an option to say, hey, you know what, they don't want to be vaccinated, but there are other ways to to beat COVID then why not do it? You want to know why they're not doing it? Because there's no money in it. There's no profit in there. But I thought we were trying to get rid of profit. I thought profit was bad and profit was horrendous, but nobody's out there preaching that. It, and it's 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 funny because you get libertarians who are all for profit. They're like, yeah, profit is a great motivation in life. Like It, it helps you better your product because it does. And they're the ones saying this is a like you this is a, this is a this is a product that's not going to get you a whole lot of money, but it helps people out. See, Why?
1: we believe in the profit motive because it helps people. It's not the profit motive for its so own sake. This is what people are wrong about libertarianism too is like no, it's not that we just want a whole bunch of money. That's not that's not how it works. It's that we want societal betterment, and we want innovation, and we want prosperity for as many people as possible. And we believe that the profit motive is a great way of initiating that. And sometimes it's not enough. And this is a perfect example of when it's not enough. And the profit motive is one of many tools that you can use, but the goal is betterment. And you, I mean, we talk about big tech being a monopolistic power. You, that's literally what an EUA does. An EUA gives monopolistic power to a particular type of drug. that is, That is what it does. And I don't, I don't understand why. Because I don't think either you or I is, is saying, take the vaccines off the market. And I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, let's have competition between the vaccines and between other methods of treatment that maybe it's less safe for someone like you or I to be getting a vaccine than it would be for someone like my dad to be getting a vaccine. And we can, we can go into that as well. We need to have options in treatment. It's not everyone is the same. And so you can't be giving the same treatment and the same dose to every single individual on the planet.
0: Definitely. And, and for some reason, I mean, we, we use this logic everywhere else in life. You use this in 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 relationships with people. Like the relationship that I have with Amanda is not the same relationship that I that I have with my wife. It's not the same relationship that I have with my mother-in-law. Like like those are different because they're different people in different situations or whatnot. So I don't treat all of them in in the same way. Say, like at work. I mean, wherever you are in life, you don't treat every situation the same. So why so why are we doing the same thing with vaccines? Either. It's like it's it's black and white. Like no, like life has a bunch of nuance. It does, and I know people don't like that word because they they all once you want to sound smart when you say that word. Like no, life is full of nuances. Like you have to understand that for every action there is a reaction. Like there's that's physics. Let's talk. I mean, it's 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 really that simple. So if we if we want to move forward, we ha- put all your cards on the table. If you if people are going. To, everybody who's taking a vaccine now is probably is probably people who are going to take vaccines like i've everybody has had an option and ability to to get a vaccine in america um at least i believe so i live in a bubble here in texas now texas is saying everybody 12 years and older enough can get vaccinated so i'm assuming everybody who everybody who's over the age of 18 that's one that, that wants to be vaccinated is vaccinated um, it's 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 not that hard. There are no lines, especially here in the Houston area. There's no appointment needed. If you want to get a vaccine, get one. I again, I'm not opposed to vaccinations. I'm not. If you want to get one, get one. I'm not getting one, at least right now. Now three, four, five, ten years down the line, when I'm more at risk, I may get one. When I, because as we all know, COVID's not going away, and I'm okay with that. That that is a risk that I'm willing to take, and so forth. So I I I 100 agree with you. Like it's it's one of these things of making sure just put your cards on the table. Give us all the options. What can we choose from, and let's move forward with it let's move on with our lives. I'm, I'm done with this whole Delta variants because now, because there's gonna be there's going to be a Delta variant and then there's gonna be a Foxtrot variant and then there's gonna be a zebra variant and, and so forth. And then, and we're gonna go into all these type of crazy things and you're gonna try to lock me down again. But I'm here to tell you, I heard somebody else say it the other day, I'm not for lockdowns. If there's another variant, let people assess the risk. We have vaccines out there. If there's a variant and and because now they're saying you have to get the vaccine to protect the, to protect against the variants. And if that's the case, everybody who's already vaccinated should be OK with the variants. They're free to do whatever they want to do. Like, let's make that happen. Let's move on with our lives. Let's address more issues that to where people can start bettering themselves and 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 controlling controlling what they can control in their own households and stop worrying about the boogeyman that's coming to kill them. Now, I'm not saying COVID is not COVID. The boogeyman is fake. COVID is real. So maybe that was, that was poor choice of words, Maurice. Sorry, poor choice of words. Stop being afraid. Variant. Yes, the boogeyman variant. Yes, because I, I think they skipped the B1. Yep. They, they skipped beta. So now they're, now they're on Delta variant. So I enjoyed
1: your your uh, military uh, alphabet. <laughs> I up on that. Yeah, and th- this is something that's um, that I'm seeing and hearing about more and more with people being required or, or the... the idea that maybe vaccines will be required to uh you know to enroll in colleges in the fall um and I, I wanted to talk about this a little bit uh because i do think it's really important and i believe that everyone has the right to decide what they do and don't put into their body um, it's just for me that's it's one of one of the biggest deals to me um, and the so uh, my my university has already decided that it is going to require vaccination with some limited uh, exceptions for you know for medical exceptions as well as religious exemptions, and they are very conveniently taking their sweet time with rolling out the guidelines for, for what they want to see with those religious and medical exemptions. Which is yeah no I see you I see you it's, yeah, um, but uh, I do want to talk about that. I actually don't think that people who want to seek, unfortunately, who want to seek a medical exemption are gonna have an easy time um, obtaining that. Uh, I think that the easiest thing that you can do if you are worried, even if you are worried for medical reasons, uh, the easiest thing that you can do if if you don't wanna put this into your body uh, right now is to seek a religious exemption. and that's something that, you know, if you're worried about that being disingenuous, that's something that you can consider as well. There are, there are certainly, you know, every, every religious doctrine I'm aware of has something that, that you can cite. Um, you know, for, there's, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of halachic law that you can draw from um, on, first of all, on uh, medical consensus, there's also halakhic law, of course, on on deriving benefit from non-kosher animals, which of course, some of these, uh, sometimes non-kosher animals are used in testing. Um, There are some uh, stem cells that were used in testing as well from aborted fetuses and uh, so you, there's a lot that you can do. And again, this shouldn't come from a place of being disingenuous, but if this does come truly from a place of believing that no one should be able to force treatment on someone, which again, is part of the Law, um, then that is, that is something that you can draw from. Um, it, yes, people might try to make this a little bit difficult for you if you do get a vaccine exemption, but I don't foresee this being as, as horrible as people are making it out to be. Like I, This will not be an apartheid situation on, on campus. Uh, mask wearing is almost prohibitively difficult to enforce, especially in classrooms. Professors don't want to tell you to put a mask on. Professors don't want to put a mask on. Um, nobody likes to get sued if there are adverse effects and you can absolutely serve your university's authorities with a notice that says that they are legally liable. If you, uh, if if you experience adverse effects from a vaccine that they have required you to take. Uh, for admission. That is a legal liability, and they should receive notice mm-hmm. of that liability. Yep. No one likes to get sued. Um, you might have to undergo testing at a semi-regular interval, but again, this is difficult to enforce, um, and it's also difficult to enforce long-term, especially over the years. Right. So I see that as being a, a temporary phenomenon. Um, but I did want to get
0: that in. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. And, and, and for those, for I, I'm all about fighting the system. 100%. I am. Um, if if my employer is going to say, hey, Maurice, you need, a, you need to get a vaccine, unless for religious or um, medical exemptions, I'm for sure finding an exemption somewhere that I quote unquote qualify for or whatnot. And whether people feel like I'm, I'm being disingenuous or not, like I'm a very religious person, I am, and I'm pretty sure that I can open up my Bible and find something that says, "Hey, this does not work," or whatnot, and then and then and then go on, and then still, and and then still fight the idea of of somebody forcing me to put something in my body, um, even though even even though I I may qualify, others may not, and so um, I'm willing to to go that route to, to still continue to fight and buck the system in the sense of hey like you know you live to fight another day i mean cuz there there are companies who are who who have said like hey hospitals hospitals in this area that I, I live in the houston area there are hospitals who have said like hey you we're requiring you to get a vaccine if not um, you need to have the medical or, or religious exemption if you don't want those here's your here's your notice like and people have fought that and they've lost or whatnot. Now, I may disagree with some libertarians on, on the idea of, where they're a private business and 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 they can do whatever they want, kind of thing. Like I, um, I'm, I may disagree with them on those stances because I I feel like that's very like that does not help our case in any form or fashion. Nor does it. Um, truly apply to 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 specific situations like if a if a company wants me to cut off my foot I'm pretty sure the government would step in and say no you cannot require and you cannot require your employees to cut off your foot like that's not okay um but 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 hey it's a private company and I should be able to do whatever I want to people no like come on now we we need better arguments than 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 that like that's not that's not the basis of principles of things that we have like i understand private property rights but Let's be real. My body is my private property. So let's let's move forward from that from that premise first and and then go from there. But um, I mean, so so if there are people who are willing to go through this process and say, like, you know, I'm willing to 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 lose my job for this. Kudos to you, Like power to you. You're 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 bucking the system. You you you're going you you are you don't want to be disingenuous in in, in how you and how you proceed things and whatnot. And I respect you for that and so forth. Find a company that doesn't require it and then and then we can move on. But I'm all for bucking the system in whatever way. Um, if that means that I need to go in the black market and invent vaccine passports, I will do so. If that means that I need to come up with, with, um, with, with a, a a um a, a group of doctors who will who will who will write prescriptions for people and write and, and say like, hey, these are the tests that we're going through, whatnot, then I'm all for it or whatnot. But this this idea that we're going to force people to do something that they don't want to do is inherently against what I stand for. Um, Even if you're going to a school, a school which is probably funded by your money. Like, if if we're really going to talk about it, let's be real, they're getting money from the U.S. government, which steals money from me to turn back and give it and and provide for my education or whatnot. So if we're really going to talk about it, like, so the u.s government is literally forcing people to do things that they don't want to do i have an issue with that i take exception with that 100 whether it's whether it's a even your private universities collect federal money so just because you're a private university doesn't mean they don't get all their they're not getting all their money from donors let's be real they're getting federal money so they can go on kick rocks too but go ahead i'm sorry
1: you did know you did talk about forging vaccine passports, and I this this might be another area where you and I differ because I I do not recommend uh pe- because just like nobody likes getting sued, I don't really like getting arrested. It's not it's not my favorite thing, and it is very very illegal. Okay, for for someone to forge um the, for you to forge a vaccination card.
0: Oh, highly it's illegal for a sure.
1: Passport, I guess. Um, but do please uh. If, I, I this is my appeal for listeners to please please do not forge a, a CDC vaccination card that don't. is one of the dumbest things um it is so dumb so please, and i this is not me doing like the weird like secretly nodding because a you can't <laughs> see me and b just don't
0: no i'm not for anything that it, like i'm not for forging any type of government documents like At all. There are a few things that I as anti-government as I am, there are certain things that I just don't mess with, don't mess with at all or whatnot. But if 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 they're putting out medical stuff or whatnot, I'm not forging any type of vaccine, a vaccination card that is given by specific health health administers or whatever the case may be. Now, if they come out with a passport or whatnot, black market. If it's good, I'm I may or may not have one, you know, just like I'm I may or may not have, you know, have some things, what not because because again, like I, I, I look at things from from a I want to move forward in 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 my own life. But again, that's my own risk. Those are the risks that I'm willing to take. I don't know if I don't my wife is not okay with a lot of the risks that I take, so I don't take most of them. So there, there are very few that I, there are few that I do take that she doesn't know about. I mean, she, she may, she may start learning if she listens to this podcast a little bit more, but nonetheless, like, again, I'm with Amanda. I'm not telling anybody to go out there and forge anything to do any, to do any of those things. That is not what I'm telling you to do. And again, I'm not winking and nodding and doing all that stuff either. I'm not wink, wink. Yes. Don't do it. No, that is not me. I'm not doing it because again, those are risks. I'm not, I'm very, I like taking risk. That's not a risk that I'm willing to take. At least not yeah. at this point in my life.
1: At Cost least at this
0: point in my else, life, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Does, I, I, I like staying free and I like having my freedoms. And even though I think some laws are stupid there are some laws that I abide by because I, lo- I like, I don't like being locked up. Like that's just me. Anything uh, else, Amanda? Before we uh, shut it down,
1: I, I think we're good. I, I, I think we ran a little bit long. So I was trying to rush through the, you know, the, the consulting on the vaccines, but, um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I think that's, that's about it.
0: Awesome. Well, guys, thanks again so much for listening. Uh, and again, like I said, if th- this episode was, was a little longer, we get that. That's fine. But Hey, we want to talk about things that, that you guys relate to that you guys know, know of if you, um, if you guys want us to talk about something specific, feel free to um, follow us on social media. Whether that's Instagram at Civil Discord Podcast, or sorry, my dog is just really loud, and there's probably somebody at the door, and he's just letting us know sure, about sure. that. Um, but or you can follow us on Twitter at Civil Podcast. Podcast
1: Civil, uh, but I'm we're working. I'm working on changing it. Um, the Twitter is going to get get up and running, but it does exist. So, okay. it's so at,
0: podcast at podcast civil, I'm sorry. So shoot us, hit us up on their DMs. Let us know, say, Hey, um, we want you guys to talk about this or whatnot. And maybe it'll make it onto the show. Um, subscribe to our podcast, uh, or I think it's, I think it's subscribe or follow. Now I think they changed it somewhere. Subscribe, AKA follow on Spotify, Instagram, wherever you catch your podcast. Um, because we want to grow this show. We want to make sure that, that, that we're doing um, things right in the correct way and that we're reaching people. So share it with your friend, um, share it with a family member, your mom, your dad, your, your, your brothers, your sisters, whatever the case may be. But do all of that and we will be back again with another episode next week. Until then, y'all be easy.